Hello everyone, it's 11.26 p.m. It's October 26th, 2017, and it looks like I'm procrastinating a paper for college tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be another sleepless night. Hello everyone and welcome to Sleepless Nights, a podcast about college by college students for college students. And today, I have a special guest with me. Rebecca, would you introduce yourself? Hello, I am the special guest. My name is Rebecca Tyndall. I am a senior here at Newman University and I am a dual science major, both in forensic science and biology with a minor in psychology. And I wrote on caffeine. <laughs> As we all do, Rebecca. And I am your host, Jacob Hobby. Um, I went ahead and put the trailer out for the last episode, but this is the first official episode of Sleepless Nights. So we made it past the pilot episode. Yay! <laughs> all right, Rebecca. Well, you were you were texting me recently about uh, this topic that you wanted to talk about on the podcast. Uh, would you go ahead and explain that to the viewers real quick? Certainly. So the topic I want to talk about today is how college culture is seemingly different than the rest of society. And a little bit of introduction about that is seeing that people can run around in sweatpants and sweatshirts and they can run around with a skateboard and sleep in random places. And instead of feeling like we're homeless, we kind of feel like we belong. <laughs> that, uh, that actually reminds me of uh, a meme that I saw being passed around on Twitter for a while where it said, uh, first day and it just showed a picture of like a girl like dressed up in like the perfect dress and everything and then it said uh by midterms and it just hair is everywhere sweatpants <laughs> uh, i think there's like three stains on like a t-shirt or whatever <laughs> very relatable i saw a yik yak that was about the same thing of a, a college student who posted saying that they f they saw someone rolling by with a skateboard and a snuggie and thought that that person was extremely smart. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I think I know who that person was actually. <laughs> yeah, you kind of know everyone at Newman. Yeah, yeah. So just to just to build off of the last uh, episode that we actually had, once again, we just want to both mention that uh, we go to Newman University. It's a small mm -hmm. Catholic school here in Wichita, Kansas, and. Uh, uh, do you know uh, kind of the population of the on-campus group? I don't really know the exact number. Well, um, I believe for undergraduate traditional students, we have a student body of around 1,000 or so. 1,300 1, maybe. Oh, a student body as in like per grade? Um, no, I believe that's actually for just on-campus traditional okay. students. I'm not exactly sure when we add in non-traditional students and graduate students. Gotcha. How much that number of rises to. And, and once again, Newman is like a really good hotbed also for really active um, non-traditional students. Very true. Yeah. 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 So so the different uh, culture that college living sort of brings, it really is its own ecosystem, wouldn't you say? Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think, um, what do you think sort of causes this ecosystem necessarily? Is it... A form of survival is it just its unique space or its unique time place within um, you know a, a person's life or can this is this culture influenced by anything outward well based on a biological and sociocultural perspective <laughs> she's a science major folks yes with a minor in psychology so I get the best of both worlds I'd say it's almost a derivative of necessity 
due to lack of funds and inclusion, we have a lot of people here who aren't from this area, so they need friends and a community to go to. And so they bond together with people who are from this area in order to find like the best places and the cheapest places to eat. And based on the fact that none of us actually have a lot of money, we can find a lot of combinations that work for all of us. And we're kind of amazed by each other's ingenuity, which brings up the subject of memes and things like sleeping in random places, instead of looking as weird or odd, it's almost like you're praising the person, like, hey, he found a really cool place to sleep, instead of, oh my gosh, why is he sleeping on the sidewalk? Uh, speaking of ingenuity, I, I really like this idea of, that you bring up where people are going to try to just do weird, random things on the college campus, because as, as, a, as a business person myself and as someone who really wants to start their own company someday, I mean, I see that as very entrepreneurial thinking, and I see that as college being a really great way to bring out entrepreneurial talents and skills for people who may not necessarily exhibit it like immediately. Very true. And a lot of ideas, especially like Kickstarter campaigns, get their bases on college campuses. Because when you want, a business wants to make money, which means they want to be able to produce their product at the lowest possible price to them. And as college students, we're always looking at what is the lowest possible price? And how can I have the best or the coolest thing or the most pragmatic thing for the least amount of money? So um, I guess as a business, if you want to look at college campuses and see the amount of ingenuity that just comes out of necessity, you can get a lot of good ideas here. Uh, Speaking of ingenuity and necessity, um, as listeners may know from the first episode, I actually recorded that in a closet to make sure I could get the audio right. Uh, There's currently a blanket over both of our heads right now so that we actually sound better in my really echoey dorm room. You could have paid so much money for a proper sound studio or proper sound equipment in order to block the sounds. And you used, like, what, a $20 blanket? So, again, necessity creating something that actually saves you money. The best part is it's not even my blanket. It's literally my roommate's. It didn't even cost you anything. There you go. You, it, that's another thing. With like your fr- You don't have to necessarily be the one to put forth all of the money for anything. With a group of friends, you can all pull your funds in kind of like a, a socialism standpoint. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, it's it's almost, uh, you know, I think uh, conservatives, uh, you know, really hardcore conservatives may have a point where uh, college brings out the liberalness because we're sort of forced to live in a socialistic society. True, very true. <laughs> Especially since, like, we're a smaller community, we can, we can get away with that. Yeah, was, we, everyone knows everyone, and therefore everyone knows who has the best ideas, and we all have each other as people, like, oh, hey, I know an IT guy, or hey, I know a biology girl, that kind of thing. So, so Rebecca, do you know uh, any people who are off campus, or uh, sorry, not off campus, but who are at other campuses that may be bigger than here, like WSU or K-State or in other states? Yeah, definitely. I have contacts at K-State, contacts at WSU, just friends from life that... I've kept in touch with. Yeah. So would you say that the, uh, the this idea that you're bringing up is really similar at their schools, or is it modified in any way whatsoever? I think with Newman, we have our little cliques, like our science cliques and our theater department cliques. But as a whole, because we're such a small population, we have people who know each other from other cliques. But I know at larger colleges, like my friend at WSU, she's a theater person. And so she does everything involved with theater, but she couldn't tell you the name of any of the science majors unless they're like roommates or living together. So at a larger campus where you don't have the necessity of having just so few people your circle of friends rarely extends if ever outside of your group. 
Yeah, that's sort of interesting. Um, let's let's go ahead and talk about that for a little bit. That's a really interesting point. Um, just sort of the the differences between making friends and like the campus culture between bigger universities and smaller universities. Uh, one of the goals of this podcast is to showcase what college living is like to people who may be in high school and looking for colleges right now and searching around. And mm-hmm. uh, Rebecca, what do you think really? Uh, what do you think the major difference is and like how are the approaches to making friends different from a big university to a small university? Well, I think it's um, a failure of choice. So at a bigger university where you can, you're basically limited to your major or your certain clubs, you really don't have a lot of choice over who you can friend and who you can't friend, unless of course like you're living with someone who is completely opposite of you due to random selection. But with a smaller university, you have the freedom of choice, which means that you have, I wouldn't say higher caliber friends, but I would say um, definitely of a different background. And therefore, from a pragmatic standpoint, you would have more of a lifeline for different people because they all come from different backgrounds, different majors, different clubs. So you get a more broad experience, ironically, from a smaller college versus a larger college. Just because there's... Uh... There's just more opportunity to go see these people because it is smaller, because you're just not so in-depth with your major necessarily. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And I think that really goes along with like the liberal arts mission of Newman right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that is that is sort of a a point of controversy, actually, the liberal arts degree nowadays. Um, Have you heard about this controversy at all? Yeah, I've heard that people basically want to learn only about their major instead of a more well-rounded degree where you would get something like, as a science major, I've taken several theology classes and several English classes that as if it wasn't a liberal arts degree, I probably would have never taken. So, so and, and so you've enjoyed those classes then, right? I have. It has been a breath of fresh air. That I, It's a little annoying when you sign up for classes and you realize that you have to take certain amount of the liberal arts classes, but then as you're taking them and you realize that you're in a class where you don't have to do a nine-hour-long lab report, but all you have to do is write maybe a two-hour paper, it's, it's very refreshing because you get a different perspective and you learn something that is completely different from what you've been studying all day, and therefore it's... I don't know, it's more of an attention thing where you get something completely different that can just refresh you to go back to that long lab report. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, I can tell the listeners right now, um, Rebecca is one of the hardest working people on this campus. I swear that she is just always working in her dorm or in a study room on some sort of big project. And it's crazy the amount of work that she does. It's, uh, wow. She's going to go places. It's going to be awesome. Oh, well, now I have to since you put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when uh, when people look at this podcast 20 years later, they're going to see your your first foray into the public. I'm like, oh, I remember Rebecca. She's the person who gave me my burger today at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, so, so, Rebecca, let's talk a little bit more about campus culture. I know that you really okay. wanted to, to focus on that. So... With campus culture, what are some of the uh, what are some of the the negatives about this sort of campus culture that we have? Well, I'd say as a both a negative and a positive, college is generally like a big bubble for you to grow from high school and yet hopefully get ready for the big world. But a lot of people they don't leave that college mentality behind when they graduate, so they're still. Those are the kind of people that come back to college like a year after graduating just to hang out around campus. And those are the people that we really need to be concerned of unless they're pursuing a graduate degree, of course. (laughs) 
Um, but definitely because college is such a safe bubble, it can be scary to leave that college environment. So a lot of people don't, and they are the people that return and go to different parties on campus, even though they don't actually go to campus anymore. And it's, it's one thing to love your university and be involved with it, but if you don't leave it behind and honestly, I say grow up a bit when you leave college, it can be kind of damaging. So, so you're almost saying that that campus culture is almost slightly addictive, I can, yeah, definitely, because it is such a safe haven where you could walk around in sweatpants and not be judged for, or you don't have to wear makeup or put your hair up nice, and people are just, they're going to completely be normal with you. But in a business environment or really any sort of postgraduate work, you're going to have to present a professional face, and you can't um, talk about how much, like, you drank 10,000 cups of coffee today, whereas on ca- on college campuses, you can be like, oh, yo, dude, I just drank three pots of coffee, and they'll be like, yo, dude, shoot for four. And in a work environment, you can't necessarily do that because it's viewed as unprofessional. Um, I will say that when I worked at uh, my previous employer, actually, that was something that we did joke around about uh, how many cups of coffee that we actually drank during the day. <laughs> right. And you know, that can be an icebreaker that, you know, college kind of gives you those skills in order to use that to, like, make friends or um, to like, prolong conversation in between coworkers. But you wouldn't go up to your boss and be like, yo, man, I just drank four pots of coffee. Also, you you may not just say, like, yo, man. (laughs) Yeah, very much. It's the vernacular that you find at college that you um, make friends with and you um, adapt the sociocultural norms of the people you usually talk to. And again, you wouldn't go up and talk that way to your boss. It just might be comfortable for you to do so in a college environment. Yeah, yeah. So so something I've personally noticed about college is that... um, so school for at least let's talk about the american standard because if we speak about other countries then i am definitely not qualified to talk about their curriculars whatsoever Uh, but uh, when it comes to the american school system uh, we start out with preschool where we're barely young enough to walk and talk and do all the things Mm -hmm. and uh, then you have kindergarten and that locks you into a, a pretty much constant cycle of school until high school where you can actually get a little bit more freedom depending on your your school. I know that right. my school actually had a program where if you had all your required classes done, you could get out of class a little bit early and just go home if you wanted to. Did your school have anything similar? No, we did not. Wait, we had like we had to do a certain amount of hours per day for school and that if you already finished up all your requirements, you could take extra classes that might actually be fun. But you still had to go for seven hours. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> no, it was fun. I took classes that, again, with kind of more of a liberal arts high school degree that I would never have taken just from a science major perspective in high school. So I took all these advanced science classes, but then I also took fun classes. I took a law enforcement class, and it really um, brought up good contacts that I would later use in my college degree for my criminal justice background. So that's uh, so. I should just mention to the to the listeners, um, Rebecca and I have been friends for like a really long time in college years. Oh yeah, since <laughs> um, playing ninja freshman year. Oh yeah, that's exactly how we met. Um, I was playing ninja in the new hall lobby. It's not Kuroji Hall. It's New Hall. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I uh, I mentioned the first episode uh, that. Uh, we had a dorm called Karochi Hall. It used to be called New Hall, and that's what it will always be to us. We're we're New yes. Haulers. Uh, <laughs> that just really reminded me. Uh, do you know Jake Paul at all, Rebecca? I don't think so. Oh my gosh, um, he is a YouTuber actually who came over from Vine, and mm-hmm. his fans are called the Jake Paulers, <laughs> and the New Haulers just reminds me of that. Fun. 
Um, Jake Paul is, um, and, and, I'll, and I'm sorry to all your Jake Paul fans out there, not the best character um, mm-hmm. on YouTube, probably. Um, got kicked out of a Disney show, actually, due to some no. recent stuff that he was doing. So yeah, Okay, the best character on YouTube goes to Thomas Sanders. Thank you very much. Uh, Thomas Sanders? Uh, uh, yes. I think... Another uh, Vine aficionado who transferred over to YouTube. You'll have to show me videos of that. but uh, Very wholesome, very funny. I'm still going to argue that uh, David Angel 64 YT is the best YouTuber on YouTube. I've actually never heard of him. Does he do um, video game tutorials? Yeah, not tutorials. Well, actually, actually, now you mentioned that. His first YouTube video, I do believe, was a World of Warcraft tutorial. Oh, fun. Back when people actually played World of Warcraft. Right. Again, it's a very much like a college mentality where you can talk about, hey, I just spent four hours online playing this game, and you're going to get a thing of congratulations, or hey, did you beat this level yet? Or hey, how did you get past this? Instead of you go to a workplace environment, and you wouldn't talk like to your superiors and say, hey, I just spent four hours playing World of Warcraft. And they're going to be like, okay, so when are you getting out of your mom's basement? That's lovely. Oh, uh, my gosh. That's, uh, that's funny. Man. Um, so, so yeah, uh, college campus, sort of, sort of, it can be an addicting lifestyle because it's sort of this transition point. I was mentioning high school. Sorry, I'll go back to that. Um, high school, you're, you're pretty much locked into to classes all day. And then you have this four, these four years or you know longer, depending on if you go on to graduate school or if you do a doctorate program or a specialty program, et cetera, et cetera, so forth, mm-hmm. of like weird freedom. Like some people are are fine with without having an actual job and we definitely know some people here at Newman campus who don't necessarily have to have a job and get a good education here at Newman. True. Uh-huh. Uh we won't name names. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh but uh you know if you do have to work you can definitely work part-time and still survive because the government's paying for basically you to live for a little bit to, to in order to get the education that you need for your career in any way as long as you fill out your FAFSA. Fill out your FAFSA. Uh, <laughs> little Newman reminder in case you didn't get all of the memes that are posted all over the new Bishop Gerber Science Center. Or in the bathroom stalls. Of the Bishop Gerber Science Center. <laughs> because apparently, apparently people think that we really want to read memes while we're sitting in the toilet. <laughs> well, to be fair, it has been very amusing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it, is a, it is a topic on campus for sure. <laughs> right. Well, hey, now you know exactly when to file your FAFSA, so I guess that worked. I mean, I guess so. I mean, uh, the best marketing is the one that you don't expect. Fair enough. Good point. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then you have to go out to the workforce afterwards, unless, of course, you have a sort of job that allows you to have a little bit more freedom in your life. Um, I know that the idea of freelancing has grown far more popular in recent years than it has mm-hmm. been in the past. But uh, would you think that that sort of contributes? I mean, I think it really contributes to why college can be a different environment and sort of an addictive environment because it's four years that because you're paying for um, and because you get a little bit more freedom, you can actually spend time to enjoy. And I think some more forward thinking college students can actually see that, you know, they're never going to have this opportunity again. And so they get to work with it and run with it as much as they can. No, right. Because what other place and time in your life are you going through such periods of extreme change where you're still finding out like, what do you want to do with your life? And at the same time, you have fun new experiences where in a safe environment, you can experience new things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, go ahead and share with me like some of the some of the different things that you've gotten to do at college that you never would have thought that you would have done from high school. Oh, 
Oh golly. Well, my freshman year, we had a senior honor or a freshman seminar for honors. Oh my gosh. And um, <laughs> we, well, as stereotypical college as it sounds, we played the Athens game, and we all dressed up in bed sheets to do Greek togas. And I almost was able through one roll of the dice. I planned for every single roll of the dice except for the one I could not plan for, which was fate. And so I planned to take over the entirety of Athens through my character, who was a cool boxer dude from the Grecian age. He was also an Olympic athlete, just saying. And so me and the one of the extreme war generals of Athens planned this coup to take over the entirety of the Athenian council and therefore plunge Athens into more of a rule by the people for the people. But the one roll of the dice that I could not account for by the game's rules was the one, of course, that ended up being rolled, and therefore my coup was unsuccessful. So I never imagined myself as a college student, as a high school student, I never imagined myself standing up for a crowd in a Grecian toga yelling, kill everyone that enters here, (laughs) just for a good grade. Oh my but, gosh. I mean, it was so much fun. It um, helped me get out of my shell around speaking with people because we had to put forth so many different speeches in order to get a good grade. And I never imagined myself um, actually fastening uh, leather um, wrist guards or um, researching how to make a Grecian toga out of a bedsheet and then how to decorate it with um, laurel crowns and everything like that and researching ancient Grecian boxers. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that college, its unique environment, gave me and was able to make me a more well-rounded, more informed person. And again, that had nothing to do with my aspect of a science major. It just had it to do with the fact that I was involved in the honors program. And, and who, was, uh, who was the roller of that dice for you, by the way, at the end there? Um, I rolled the dice myself, thank you very much. <laughs> but due to one jerk's writing of the history, my character was actually beheaded afterwards for his role in the coup. And, you know, I'm always still going to hold a grudge about that. Thank you, Fate, and thank you, Jacob Hobby. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, let me let me explain that a little bit more. I was laughing through that entire story. We actually were talking about that before, before the show started, um, about how uh, she would never forgive me for that role. Um, we... Uh, we were playing the game, and uh, I was starting to become really good friends with Rebecca, and I was really enjoying that time. And so, like, I never saw her as the villain. And in, in these games, uh, we try to hide our specific roles from the other players, and this is done over an entire semester. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the game players have to be very, very good. And Rebecca is obviously very, very good at her role. And during this entire time, I never even considered that she could have been a bad guy. And at the very end, she she just like walks in and says. I have troops surrounding the entire council. We're going to take over now. And I remember at that exact moment, I was a neutral character. I got to choose my own path depending on what I thought was right at the moment, which was really nice. Um, But at that moment, I remember being just so angry, (laughs) just so like this person betrayed me. I just stood up and said, well, why don't we just kill you instead and take the troops? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, thankfully to the rice, the dice roll, that didn't happen until later when I was actually captured and beheaded, but still. <laughs> so yes, and I don't know if that makes you calling me two-faced for being able to hide my true motives for the whole semester, but again, like that kind of game, it, te- it gives you a character sheet with motives, and the, how many motives you get, it depends on how good of a grade you get and how much you win the game. And so it really makes you think outside the box, think from a perspective that's not your own, because I honestly am not an ancient Grecian boxer who wants to take over the entirety of Athens. I know, go figure. And so it really makes you think 
and grow as a person because you have to research what this character would want, what this character would eat, what this character would wear based on historical archives that you have. So that's really funny that you mentioned that because what you just described right now is exactly what an actor and actress does when they're preparing for their role. I should mention that uh, not only am I an, I am an IT slash MIS major, I also do act on the side. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time and it's a great fun. I'm not a master by any means whatsoever, but uh, it's a lot of fun and I do it. And uh, that's something that actors and actresses do like really well is they we research characters forever. We, we research the time period, what clothes they wore and what sort of the the background was in order to get into our characters. And I think that's one of the, the pluses that you're bringing up here about um, a liberal arts education and being able to have those required classes that students may moan and groan about. But it allows people to step into somebody else's shoes and have empathy for someone who may not have the same exact life experiences as themselves. Right, and I might never use a lot of information I gathered over my character, but I could use some of it, or use something that I learned from that class from someone else who researched something about their character. Like, democracy was born in ancient Athens, and it's something that we still deal with today. So obviously, we learned a ton of stuff from that role-playing game, and hey, I mean, I learned that I could act because no one suspected me through the entire semester that I was going to try to kill everyone, which, you know, is an unfortunate side effect considering the only people I was trying to kill were the council, so I'm pretty sure beheading was a little extreme. And when you say bad guy, I like to think of as different motives, maybe a little misunderstood, <laughs> because my character was an Olympian boxer. He did everything he could for his hometown of Greece. And he just didn't like the way the council was going. So obviously, I mean, our own founding fathers overthrew a freaking government to make their own government because they didn't like the way that they were being treated. So maybe as a character, I felt like my views and the, my views of the people I was representing on that council weren't being heard. And therefore, the only extreme was to throw away the council and start a new one. Okay, DC fan. Okay, DC fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well... Uh, I think that about wraps everything up. Do you have anything else to say whatsoever about the topic, or would you like to get launch into any other conversation? Well, honestly, um, I'd say enjoy college while you have it. It's a very unique experience. Grow as much as you can. Do as many um, new mind-broadening things. Talk to people who are from different countries, who are from different areas, who know something more than you do, or know something different than you, or have different views, and just basically keep an open mind. And there's the stereotype of when you become to college, you become more liberal, or you change your views like to the opposite extreme of what you were raised as. But I think as a person, it just makes you broaden your mind because you're meeting so many people that you maybe didn't have the chance to meet before based on your growing up environment. And therefore you're realizing that all these different views, all these different um, life experiences aren't just concepts you hear about. It's something that you can actually experience or someone else has experienced. So it becomes real and tangible and you can put a face to maybe only a concept that you have heard more or heard before. And as humans, that develops a sense of empathy with other people and therefore a willingness to learn about their culture that you might not have experienced if you just stayed in your shelter little bubble. So again, enjoy all that college can experience, but also be safe because college can be uh, too, new, too many new experiences and a thing that's going on with society. So keep yourself safe, keep your friends safe because you might, everyone might be able to help, but you are the only one who can keep yourself safe when it comes down to it. And uh, just to add on to that, um, <clears throat> there are 
a variety of different things that you can do. And, uh, you know, as, as Rebecca said, uh, keep an open mind and try to join clubs and try to be part of activities that you didn't think that you'd be part of, but make sure to make time for yourself. Um, I'm definitely the worst person about this ever. I do a ton of things on this campus and I never usually make time to actually even get my homework done except for last minute. And that's bad in some instances. I've definitely had many sleepless nights, uh, pun intended, uh, (laughs) trying to get all my homework done and whatnot. And uh, uh, make sure to save some time for yourself while also keeping your, your interests open. I like to say that college is not really a balancing act whatsoever. It's really sitting in the extremes for a little bit before you switch to the other extreme. It's either you work on your homework and don't socialize for like a week and then another yeah, week. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then another week you're out uh, having fun and doing a bunch of activities and forgetting all about your homework. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, kind of this college stereotype, but it does have some roots in truth. Exactly. And you know, there are you know, there are pros and cons to every approach. So Definitely. All right. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, So, well, if you really liked this episode, we're going to be having more. Uh, My goal, and I say goal because I am also still a college student and I do have other things to do, is to publish a new episode every single week. And you can hear more episodes if you go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Yes, we are officially on iTunes. Sleepless Nights is there if you would like to subscribe. You can do so over Google Play as well if you are an Android user. And if you go ahead and use like a separate uh, podcast app, most of them use the iTunes affiliate link, which means that because we are on iTunes, you can go ahead and use that if you're an Overcast user or a Pocket Cast user or anything like that. Uh, I, I do also have a request for uh, this episode, and that is I am definitely a college student, which means I am poor and I'm still working my way through that. If you want to go ahead and send a couple of bucks my way, there are two links down below in the show notes, and if you go ahead and use those, it'll go directly to me. I'll go ahead and use that to try to survive and try to go ahead and uh, put more audio quality into the podcast that we do to distribute new content for you. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. Uh, Always appreciate it and uh, can't wait to see you next week. All right. Sounds like we have another sleepless night done. Maybe it's time to go to bed. Thank God. (laughs) Have a great night and thank you very much.